Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked, and my guest today is the one and only coach, Nikki Russell, out of Certitude Strength and Conditioning, and what she is doing today is, well, she's coming in, she's talking about diet stuff, but more than that, she's answering some listeners' questions. We also talk about South Park and all kinds of other nonsense. Now, some of you have reached out to me and asked me why I haven't touched on what's going on currently in Anchorage with the mayor and his resignation. And honestly, it's because I've recorded a couple of different conversations about that topic. And one of the things that I'm having trouble with is that I know one of the folks involved. And it's not that I have any issue with talking about it. I feel like for me, um, the, the topic has already been touched on by guys like Jeff Lansfield in the Alaska Landmine, which check them out, alaskalandmine.com. I recommend everyone goes there about once a week to see what's going on in the state of Alaska. The best thing I can describe that website as is uh, Vice Magazine for Alaska before Vice Magazine started to suck. This conversation was recorded Sunday, October 18th at Red Run Studios, and this intro is being recorded Monday, October 19th. Now, today is the 27th anniversary of Black Moon's debut release, Enter the Stage, on Nervous Records. Now, according to Wikipedia, Black Moon is an American underground hip-hop group from Brooklyn, New York, formed in the early 90s by rappers Buckshot, Five Foot, and record producer DJ Evil D. They first debuted in 1992 with the release of the single, Who Got the Props? The group was most notable for their debut album, and to the stage, and their affiliation with the Boot Camp Click. As of 2019, the group released, or the group has released, four studio albums. So, there you go, but that's really just kind of touching on the importance of this group. Just one quick paragraph from Wikipedia does not tell you everything, but it does get you started on the boot camp flip uh, rabbit hole, which includes Sean Price, Helta Skelta, OGC, oh gosh, it gets deep. There are a whole lot of records in there. There are albums, uh, collaboration albums between uh, the Coco Brothers, aka Smith & Wesson, and Pete Rock. There's, my golly, there's just so much in that boot camp click rabbit hole, but it begins on this day, 27 years ago, with End of the Stage. All right, all the links for everything related to the show are in the description, including links to End of the Stage on Spotify, on iTunes, and on the YouTube, because everything is better when it's free. All right, this beat right here was made by Skate God, a.k.a. Skatey P., from, it comes from the uh, Skatey Perry beat tape, and the track is called Riding High. Be sure to check out the website, streamingservice.com, and be sure to check out Ninja November. More on that later. Also, coming up very soon, we'll be sitting down with the one and only Ethan Jewell. All right, ladies, gents, and others, check out the links in the description and get back with us. All right, love you. Toodles. Good morning, good whenever it is you listen to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. All right, I'm out of here.
me, and I appreciate that, though. I do not like feeling stupid. It's wicked lame. Wicked lame. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that stupid. Dan, are you you trying to say something? (laughs) Huh? No, I usually sound stupid, too, when I talk, so... (laughs) Well, well, that's good. Then we'll both share in that. Yep. So then, I, I'm then what all I'm saying about Cartman and Butters is that sometimes you are the uh, the the rush the the rough one. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're the sweet, friendly, cuddly person, and sometimes uh, sometimes you're a bastard. And that's that's you're somebody to everybody. Um, there sometimes you're the good person in someone's uh, memory bank, and then sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're the ultimate villain, and it can be for the smallest thing. It could be something you don't remember. Something was such a little thing to you, but they're so married to this idea that you are the person that did this terrible thing to them, and that's the memory that they're holding on to. We're such emotional creatures. You know, you know which South Park character represents Nikki. I just thought about oh, this. Oh man, here we go. It's strong woman. That's the vice principal with the PC babies, who um, is the CrossFit athlete and. I think she got second place to Macho Man Randy Savage in that one episode. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah what she's... an honor yeah. to be. Second, yeah. second place to Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, he was no That's longer Macho Man. <laughs> he was no longer Macho Man when he was uh, competing against Why is it strong be woman. Man? Macho woman. Well, because well, it was Macho Man Randy. Sa- the character was based on heavily on Macho Man Randy Savage, so that's why we called him Macho Man. Um, but it was a women's competition. But it was a women's competition. He was no longer. He was no longer a man, but he used to date strong woman. And then he decided that he was a female, and so she was competing against strong women in different competitions. Um, and kicked their asses, the women's asses. The that dog she was competing against. Yeah, she was because kicking the dog. she was a dude, right? No, yeah. she was. Yeah. She, she was, was a, she was a she. Identifying she was, as a she. That's who she. Yeah, that's who she is now. Uh, and you can't. Where to weird place? Because if you bring up. And we just kind of was talking to uh, Curtis Hembroff about this. Like, you're, it's almost like you're not allowed to change opinions, right? Like, you're not allowed to, um, you can change your gender, but you can't change your opinion. So, the same ideas and thoughts that you had 10 years ago are supposed to be the same thoughts and ideas uh, that you hold and, and are true and real to you now. Um, whereas, you know, like, you're not allowed to have a, an opinion that changes with more information. Like, evolves with the amount of time and experience and information and knowledge you pick up not allowed yeah. not allowed <laughs> no i get that i totally i see that i feel like i'm actually in a battle with that although you know you are starting to see a lot more people come out with a whole health range of motion not to jump into my own you discussion here no, i want to hear what nikki's <laughs> That's that's your toolbox, right? Like, yeah. You and I spoke at the very beginning of of uh, the lockdowns uh, about things people could do. Yeah, I did the I did the whole uh, online yeah. uh, videos, and mm-hmm. I like I actually had a very rewarding uh, COVID as far as fitness wise experience because I was leading the videos each time. Yeah. So I was up in the morning and working out, and I had the kids doing it with me, and I had different people come in. And they do it with me, and um, it was it was a fun it was a fun thing. It was a lot of work, though. I will tell you that. I'm curious how, what, what what it takes to like put in your workout because you've got different workouts like each day, and every time you run a class, you got to come up with all these different uh, combination of things for each day. Like, is that how much work do you put into that? So it, it I mean, so basically, um, in the beginning, what I would do. Um, is kind of work on following other people's programming. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at different websites um, that were CrossFit related because that was what we were at the time. And I would run their workouts and their programs. As I continued on like coaching, I started to notice like a lot of uh, issues with the workouts that we were like doing. Um, so like really violent kind of stuff that, you know, pers- people, the reason why we are not able to do this like intensity is because our body is not in this intense state in the majority of our day. The majority of our day is set in this like almost sedative state. And, and some people are, are doing physical labor, but it's all, it's all habitual patterns. Um, so anyway, so then you, you, know, you jump into some crazy aggressive workout and you thrash your shoulders and you're going overhead all the time, but that's not what your body's used to. And this is where the issues start to you know, really sink in. Um, so I stepped away from that and I started building workouts so that I felt were safe, but still, um, still, still took, still got the work done. So like muscle recruitment became more of my, uh, focus. It wasn't much of like, okay, let's do a squat. Let's do uh, a pull up. Let's do a press. It was more, I need to get their shoulders in a state that, um, they, it doesn't see on a day-to-day basis where those muscles aren't creating stability through the rotator cuff. And so you hear a lot of rotator cuff issues. You hear a lot of like, um, top of the shoulder, like joint pain, things like that. These are all related to, uh, postural defects. And then also the lack of just plain not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, so now when I build workouts, they're based on, I want to see, I want to see lateral movement. I want to see uh, unilateral work. So like, I want to see limbs singled out. I want to see like ways you cannot dominate on one side only. So like if you take a barbell and you work that barbell with both hands, right person, right our right hand people, right side dominant people are going to dominate through their right side of their leg, um, hip and shoulder. All mm-hmm. of those things are going to recruit much quicker, much more efficiently than your left side. You know, so you're, you're balancing out. Exactly. And so what happens is, is that you have to stabilize in the different ways. And so then uh, planking has become h- such a huge aspect of like what we do. Because uh, in my opinion, the plank is like something that legitimately recruits all your stabilizer muscles and, and turns things on where our bodies are lazy. Mm-hmm. So there are certain muscles that go dormant and they're inactive mm-hmm. and they're just kind of, they're just kind of resting muscles. And then you have those over dominant muscles like the biceps. Okay. So your biceps are your, your really dominant loaded muscles. Everybody loads their biceps, even just in a, a resting position, your arm is bent, your arm is bent, my arm is bent. Meaning that this is always going to get smaller and stressed out. Mm-hmm. My lat, which is a dominant muscle like in the trunk and it's associated so aggressively with the shoulder, that gets weakened. What is the trunk? <clears throat> so your abdominals, um, basically, you know, from your armpit down to your pelvic bone, um, that, that area is your trunk. And so you've got a lot of muscle tissue, especially once you get past the rib cage, so like where your rib cage ends um, near your like belly button. Mm-hmm. That's all soft tissue. That tissue doesn't, it, there's a lot of um, muscles that don't 
activate on their own. So you'll see people like not able to hold certain positions with a smaller, um, less dominant muscle. So your deepest abdominal muscle is your transverse abdominus, which holds your spine in place. And it like keeps you guys basically like our guts tucked in. And so you know how like you get a lot of that bulging belly syndrome. Like people like just kind of like let everything out and they call it like the beer gut and stuff. I like that you're staring dead at me. <laughs> oh, I got that too, big time. Yeah, but everybody, she's not staring dead at you. Everybody when oh, they, staring dead at think me. about this, think about after a big bowl of pasta, right? Mm. You eat this big bowl of pasta and you have that big giant belly, right? You feel it like it's just like just like sitting bulge, there, yep. right? Well, that is your your guts, like everything in there has expanded and your abdomen muscles, so like all those little muscles that you're wanting to keep tight are just stretched out and letting everything kind of like hang out and do its thing. If you were to actually be atten attentive to that and you kept your abdominals tightened, you wouldn't experience the same fullness nastiness and also uh postural like issues like lower back pain i don't like to walk around with my belly sticking out i feel like every time i'm around i try and like suck in my guts so i don't look like i'm <laughs> well i'm not i mean it's not even about like looking like a certain way it's just literally you're sucking in your gut mm -hmm. and then that supports your spine because if your gut's out your spine is just sitting at this like little impinged position all day long and i have heard people come like, like they're just like out of nowhere tell me, oh man, I, I had back pain as soon as I got out of the driver's seat in my car. Or, you know, oh, this morning I woke up with back pain. And the conversation, like there was nothing routed that direction. So like people are experiencing it all the time. Um, and so now, like I said, again, um, movements in the gym and the way I program is all based on like being able to support your spine, being able to support your your mm -hmm. abdominals uh, and this transfers over to areas of sport because if you can support your abdominals if you can have all your uh, shoulder your rotator cuff muscles engaged and responding to like a uh, stretch and tighten uh, phase you can apply that in sports and now you are stronger and now you're able to function better because you hear people throw out elbows throw out shoulders the second they start throwing or driving into somebody because mm -hmm. there's no shock absorbance like the muscle isn't responding to this brunt force coming at the object. Not used to it? Well not just that there's no there's no there's no uh, contraction of the muscle so if a muscle's tight and stuck in one phase in order to absorb shock, there's got to be like a sponge effect, right? So think of like mountain biking, like the shock absorbers, like you land on something and like it, shock, it comes back at you mm -hmm. and it bounces, right? Well, that's what you want your muscles to do because that's how you protect your joints. If your muscles become less bouncy, then every impact. And so if you don't play sports, if you just simply take a spill, you fell on ice or maybe you pick something up uh, like super heavy. And I mean that one little thing, and and you're now you're out. Or maybe you hit a jump on your bike and landed too far forward and Sorry, crashed over your handlebars and smacked your shoulder pretty hard and broke your collarbone. Right, and so and so now here's the like, obviously something like a, a slam like that, it's gonna be really hard to avoid breaking a bone, but 
my my belief is that we are so much more durable if that muscle can move around because like a lot of times it seems like the reasons why bones snap is because there's a there's a snap of like a, of a joint right so like some joint gets kind of out of place right and then all of a sudden there's that that fracture um so like a like a ankle sprain mm -hmm. so somebody twists an ankle and instead of it just being a sprain it fractures right fractures mm -hmm. that bone uh if if their muscles had been able to stretch and shorten to that length and like those those tendons and ligaments had been supple enough to take the that that range maybe there wouldn't have been a broken or fractured bone so that's and so that's my thing is like i want to make people less likely to suffer from these stupid little things that we do like shoveling snow so many people shovel snow incorrectly. They shovel with their lumbar, like they shovel with their lower back and their glutes are barely active. And I mean, there's just like, there's so many gains to being able to be flexible, be stable, be strong, uh, you know, just be a shock absorbing, healthy human. So how, um, how important is mobility to all that? So right now, like, um, I'm, I'm on a kick, so uh, my wife and I just had a baby. Um, it's important to me that uh, I, I'm able to maintain uh, my fitness, my health, um, so that I can I can be active with him. As he gets older, I still want to be able to pick him up, and I don't want to grunt and groan and, and, and all of this stuff that kind of comes along with doing things. People usually blame all days on that. Yeah, and, and, and I get that, but... Every time. And, 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 I see, and on one hand, I see it, but I, on the other hand, it's like you, you still have um, kind of an obligation to yourself, right? Like, so um, this podcast called The Distinguished Savage, and one of, the, one of the points made is like, no one's coming for us, right? No one's coming for you, no one's coming for me, no one's coming for Dan. We have to do the things that we need to do for ourselves because no one else is going to do them for us. Uh, and so like, this is our, you only get one ticket, you only get one life, but you, at the same time, you only get one body. So this is um, true. You should totally treat it legit. Um, as I just had like my my the coffee, my coffee, the sugar laden coffee. Totally, totally I'm having it too. I actually can feel the sugar rush right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. You notice it when it's not something that you make a oh. part of your daily regimen. Like you notice there's that much sugar. There's that much sugar in the syrup. There's that much sugar in this. Well, it has um, a legitimate spike of your blood sugar. So yeah. at this point, as you were sitting here. Your bodies are doing something with all of the excess sugar that we have in our bloodstream. So you're it's big on diets. Tell us what it, it is. It is going to go a little bit to the brain. Educate me. Educate me on what the sugar is doing to my body because people go to you for diets. Um, tell me about the diet. Tell me what the what that sugar rush is doing. So yeah, the sugar that's going into the bloodstream, it, it has to be distributed in different places. and. It will uh, be utilized as energy for the body itself. So, like Dan, what you said, like the brain, the brain uses a portion of that sugar because we're over here talking and thinking and you know um, working through that like cognitive function. Um, and then some people are actually, um, I've actually talked to people who will want to eat M and M's because they're, they're on this, um, they're, they're so soaking in all this information all day long. So they're sitting on the computer, like I had this lady like come in and she's like, I just like crave M&Ms. And um, it was interesting to me because like, 
I believe that we honestly could have kind of a bat, like a bat, um, an infinite amount of energy we can consume if it was only via uh, vegetation and uh, like um, meat, like uh, animal vegetation and animal. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why is is because we're such intelligent creatures. So and some of us more than others, obviously, but like. Mm -hmm. Our, all of our energy goes somewhere. And so if you're using your brain to such an extreme level, like there has to be energy pulling from somewhere, right? And so the energy you consume throughout the day, then that mainly could be where it go, is going. And not to be like the stereotype or whatever, but you see a lot of those really smart, smart people, not very like healthy looking. Like they're scrawny or they're out of mm -hmm. shape or, and again, it sounds like super, like I'm not saying that there are not like super, super smart people who look sexy as all get out, whatever. Everyone just um, has different. I think the, I think the energy goes somewhere specifically. So then you have people who are very athletic, like they're very, um, naturally talented in what they do in movement. Like they just move well, period. Maybe they can dance, maybe they can play sports really well. Um, instruments, hand-eye coordination, and it all goes into play. So now those those people, that energy goes to that function, like there, and and maybe they don't have the same intelligent level as that person who uses their energy in that fashion. So I'm getting off sub subject, but the sugar, okay, is going to go to that energy that we're accumulating. However. Because of the excess amount of sugar, there's a good chance that it's going to go into a couple places to get stored because there's too much of it floating around. Now, I don't know that for sure, but this is, these are my theories, okay? So then it goes next um, to if the, say you've used a bunch of energy, your muscles have been like eating away um, at all your, at your energy, it's going to cut into liver stores and your liver has to store a little bit of energy too. So the sugar is going to go into the liver and then it's gonna go into the muscle, and then it's gonna go into the fat. Now, the only, the only reason why it wouldn't make those same um, things happen is if your body was constantly unfed, uh, like actual nourishment. So, you lived off of cereal, like sandwiches, um, like uh, fast food, um, like, just like normal, not real food. Like not real food. Yeah. So so you're so so well. Not, so what you're what, with the processing? There's a poison level, but there's also a non-nourishment level. There's a mm -hmm. you're not getting the same kind of nutrients that your body actually fully needs to respond to it's all its needed functions and and jobs that it has in the body, and it's vast. I mean, like you're talking about what we do, like our systems, like the intricate things. That are happening in our body to make us be able to do the things that we can do that's crazy and so um when this uh when this sugar goes in um but it's all it's all it's all crap it's all this like you know stuff from fast food and cereals and blah 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 the body doesn't get the nourishment so it has to start protecting itself by reserving energy in the fat and so this is like the like uh the bear like a, a, a big grizzly bear big fat grizzly bear you don't see lean bears okay and we know we all know that bears like hibernate during the winter 
Hey, so, fat bear, that shows that's uh, the best bear, you know. That's the most powerful. The ones that well, get, well, get the most it's, sand. It's the best bear if you're slow. Bear. So, the, like, so the, point, the point of this is, is though, that that bear has to reserve nutrients for the winter. Mm-hmm. It's job, yeah. it can't eat. It doesn't eat during the winter, right? So it has to, his, its body has to be able to tap into chronic energy. And so like muscles don't have that. Muscles also don't, are not the go-to energy source. They're this, they're secondary. And so your, your fat is like, is going to be that like nice, slow burn. So that's why people who um, have a tendency to not eat very much or they just eat a lot of, you know, the unhealthy, you know, not whole stuff they will accumulate a, a ton of fat. And then some of them will be athletic still. Some of them will be hardcore. They will work out so much and they will just go to town and their body still doesn't let go of the fat. So why is that? Well, it's all diet, right? Like, or most of it, most of it. Um... If 15 to 30% of your energy is spent digesting food, um, then it comes down to like how many different ingredients is your body having to digest? Um, I, I'm learning, and, and this is all trial and error because I, I love my not real food. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, of I love food. it too. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it's, and you know, it's all designed that way anyway, yeah. but, um, I'm, I'm learning more that if I, if I give my body the things that it's, you know, like in, in the way that it's supposed to take it, um, then, you know, my body will react better to it. If I'm getting the sleep, if I do the shit I know I'm supposed to be doing anyway, getting a proper amount of sleep, um, eating better food, better, like real food, not going and getting like a, getting a burger, certainly not doing it on a regular basis. Well, that's the thing is it has to be consistent for sure. Um, you, you can't have like. Uh, if, if the base of your diet is is not real food, if that's the thing that's at the, the ground level, um, then that's I don't know. It's like building a house on like not real ground. Right. You know. Um, but it, you also have some people who diet and they still don't lose the weight, the fat. So then, so like, so it's gotta be a whole balanced thing of exercise and eating and all that. Well, so that's the thing is like if they're not if you're not getting in oh, what your body needs in energy, like. Again, you cannot continue. The muscles can't grow. The muscles can't grow, and then, and since the muscle doesn't get to grow, the fat needs to stay, because the fat is the protection. The fat's gonna keep you protected. Like if you don't have muscle there, if you're not utilized or you're not able to, you know, like, because again, muscle takes energy. Like if I, every every day, your muscles take energy mm-hmm. because they're dealing with different things they're dealing with repair like you're atrophying after the age of 30 like your muscles are constantly trying to rebuild um and 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 do all these things so we diet or we fast or we do all these things that we really really don't need to do and it's like it's in order to see this like i don't know this uh this number this this uh this like size or whatever um and and the reality is is if we just let, treated our bodies like just really healthy just like just vegetables and and lean meats and just keep loading vegetables and lean meats all the time all day long you would see everybody's bodies 
insanely transform and it's not like i'm trying to like uh, like create the 300 body okay like you know mm-hmm. but what but what what happens is your body the movie yes that's <laughs> martin i don't want to let that slip by i'm not yeah. <laughs> yes i'm not trying Someone to create a bunch butler. of spartans but but Jeez. what i'm saying is that it's the body's when the body's at its best at its healthiest like it's getting its nutrients and the thing is like meat has amino acids in it full chain full branch amino acids your body is your muscles are built off of amino acids you need that there are plants that contain amino acid chains but there's only a couple and it's very limited so you need the lean meats you need that protein your plants all your carbohydrates contain antioxidants and a bunch of your fat soluble vitamins that are used to create like hormone balance, regulate your nervous system. Like you, if you take out carbohydrates, you miss antioxidants and all those fat soluble vitamins. You can get them in other ways, but the manipulation is um, you're missing those things. And so then you get somebody who, you know, is healthier than they were. And that's the other thing is like people all like you, we all have like a level, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Say I'm a soda drinker and I'm gonna cut out soda. Well, fucking A, I'm healthier than I was because I don't drink soda. I still eat McDonald's and eat my cereal and I do that pretty daily. So I'm healthier, but I could go another level. And then there's the next, right? So you, you like tear up, you level up each time with your health. So my idea is I want, I want all the things, like I want, I want all the nutrients that I need for my body to be at its most legit because it feels good and I can do what I need to do and I have energy to do what I do um, and I can and I'm and I can be strong and agile and like focused and I've got I've got other aspects of like what's going on and that's like what my intent is mm-hmm. and I believe that when we pick up this intent we have a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Like in every aspect of our lives, oh, and yeah. that's what I'm all about selling, son. Yeah. Yeah. Well, selling in the good life. <laughs> oh, and the mobility, mobility and flexibility are two different things. Some people have wicked mobility, meaning their joints. Um, they have a lot of like uh, flexion and extension in their joints, and so so somebody who's like hypermobile, like double jointed, those those guys, those are mobile people. However, that doesn't mean that they're flexible. So the tissue, the muscle tissue that's attached to the tissue and ten, or the tendons and ligament tissue, that muscle has knots and disruptions and all these different things riddled in it. We all do. And it's, it's unavoidable because like humans will not get out of their natural like uh, like we do a kindergarten k through 12 kids are sitting kids are doing some, the same thing over and over again habitually their bodies continue to see this created range of motion this created environment and it knots up glues up sticks up and then you continue to age and these muscles get tighter and more corrupted and joints become off and then bones change and then you start to see a lot of people with chronic shit mm-hmm. but we can do other things to undo some of that shit like we can actually like change <clears throat> the environment 
of a joint creates stability in that new environment and you'll the bone because bones are always reshaping themselves throughout our entire life lifespan much less obviously as an adult mm. but we can start to see that regrowth of like good bone structure mm-hmm. with time yes something that struck with me what you're talking about earlier is like you know the fat can kind of protect your your body too right mm-hmm. Christian, from like an impact absolutely so that's why in rugby most durable players are the props those are the guys the biggest weight up front you know the biggest power and they're not the most cardio is not their thing speed right. athleticism but they've but got yeah. a lot of absorbency that's that ground and pound you got that Dan, talk a little bit uh, about rugby. We have a listener question uh, for Coach Nikki that we're going to get to. Actually, before you get into rugby, if, if folks are <laughs> if folks are interested um, in in what you're talking about, and it sounds weird to say in what you're selling, um, <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, um, they can get a hold of me at uh, my my phone number is nine zero seven nine five three two four three nine. Text messages are great um, and easy to get back to. I also have a Facebook page, uh, Certitude Strength Rebuilt. And we also have a website, and that's just the same name, but .com. So CertitudeStrengthRebuilt.com. All right. Um, I guess real quick, I, I just got a message from, uh, from the, the off-duty boss. Um, listener question, real quick. Uh, and this comes from uh, Jim in Rochester, New York. If someone is interested in, in putting on weight healthy, they're having problems with, uh, like they've just got a naturally high metabolism or whatever, um, they're looking to put on weight and maintain it, what do you recommend? Um, so what's up, Jim? Uh, so basically what, again, we go back into um, – what the body is asking for in energy. Uh, you have uh, you have some people who are naturally lean and, and kind of um, dense muscle and they can't seem to gain weight and they stay lean. That body, that whatever they have built up is eating energy so quickly that it is going to take a much more substantial amount of food intake to maintain its, um, its oh, like what you want to do is kind of store more or put more um, in your stores, energy stores. So you're trying to give your muscle more energy, but it's burning it off too quickly. When you eat more carbohydrates, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming that you're already doing because most people do, um, will promote the fact that carbohydrates do help uh, gain mass, okay? Uh, but understand when we talk about mass, I want to make sure that you understand that when we eat carbohydrates, we can gain mass and muscle, like especially depending on our you training. You want carbo load like the night before if you're doing a lot of exercise. Well, so okay, so that's that's kind of hard to say. So every every part of your system has a as a level of of how much store it can it can handle, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of carbo loading, it it seems that. It wouldn't make it as efficient as going through a load right before the big workout. So you'd want to basically a couple hours before the workout hit a um, energy source like oats or potatoes or sweet potato. So this is an energy source that is super complex and the body is going to um, like
like utilize that energy over a certain amount of time. Whereas like if I eat cereal, mm -hmm. like a like a just like a box of Cheerios, my body is going to eat through that very quickly. It's gonna spike up my sugar and it's gonna go away and it's gonna be gone. Mm -hmm. So I so I eat something like oats, but then you're gonna want an energy source to go right to the the the, the glucose and, and link on, which is gonna be like something like honey mm -hmm. or sugar, like some kind of sugar. Um, basically, you're, and this is why Gatorades um, replenish like um, your glucose levels. Yeah. So as your blood sugar gets dropped, that sugar molecule is what's creating a balance now. Mm -hmm. um, and so like I like honey because honey is a quick uh, spike of energy, but it's a yeah, natural. It's natural. It's natural as fuck, and so that's like my go-to like sweetener. Like the honey is like is good. Um, so. So gaining weight, so you're gonna wanna hit the complex carbs hard. You're gonna wanna mix in a lot of um, fruit and uh, you're going to need to, um, and, and just tons of veg vegetables. So the vegetables are gonna support your muscles ability to use all your energy to create that extra weight. So that, cause we want the extra weight to go to the muscle not to the fat uh, reservoir. And so this is where everything that you put in your system, you're going to want to see that it's whole. So it's either a plant or it's an animal and, and just keep it that way. And you cycle through this every couple hours a day. Um, and so like every two to three hours, you're gonna want to intake this energy. And as you continue to do this, it's, it's gonna be harder first because it's gonna be a lot of food um, and your body's gonna feel really, really full and you're gonna feel really weird. But it takes about a week and a half, and then your body is going to transition into a energy pulling phase. So you're actually going to start to want to eat, and you're going to be hungry. Um, and then after about a month and a half of that, you will see a dramatic change in your muscle density. You'll be bulked out. You'll be leaner. Um, it'll be it'll be pretty crazy. But mentally, you're going to be you're going to be fucked. Like, cause you're going to feel like you're eating so much that it's going to cause you to gain weight and, and get fat, but it's not going to be that it's going to be in your head cause we're emotional creatures and sometimes illogical, but anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. That's going to be the so title of this it. episode, by the way, <laughs> it's mentally you're going to be fucked. Right. Um, Nikki, uh, thank you very, very much for your time. Uh, Sorry, Dan. Dan, tell me. I, I didn't real come quick. here to talk anyways. I come to hang out. Dan, Dan's my homie, and, we, yeah. and he's done rugby and, and, and hung out with me. And, yeah, okay. And rugby's awesome. I love awesome. your gym. I feel guilty for oh, not coming okay, more. But Dan. It's your real piece of I'm shit. I'm going to hold you to it. All right. I'll work out with you online. That's right. Right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. Thank you, Nikki, it's always a blast. Oh, yeah. What's up, Bill? Thanks, Bill. Nice. Iron Asylum located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. The gym is open 24 hours a day. For more information, call 907-953-4720 for more information. That number again, 907-953-4720. 
and Rep Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the brewmeisters of Hashade, Blueberry Hashade, and Strawberry Hashade. They also make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter. In store, they carry flour and concentrates, including decarb oil and cartridges. Now, because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody can beat their prices. They also stock edibles from Lady Grey and Creative Confections. They stock Alaskan-made Frontier CBD as, as well as many other products, so be sure to ask your bud tender for any suggestions they may have. Also, be sure to check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, for more information and weed maps for their current menu. Hashade and all other Red Run products are available at finer dispensaries in the state of Alaska. Now, here's your cannabis warning. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, a license 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611.